love is blind and it'll take over your mind. What you think is love, truly not, elevate and find. This is Cam. I didn't even know Michael Jackson at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't even know you, and I hate you. This is Mal. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Their Eyes Are Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about The Love is Blind, season four, allegedly, live reunion. (laughs) you had not had a chance to watch and probably many of you didn't because netflix didn't have their shit together uh (laughs) you might want to go watch that and then come back and join us uh after the news cam uh do you have any news to get us started with uh not much not much um do you remember a couple weeks ago or maybe it was probably months ago at this point um (laughs) i went to new york and i saw the play the piano Mm -hmm. Well, they are now turning it into a movie adaptation. And Ooh. guess who it is? The late, great Netflix is. <laughs> Not the late, great. <laughs> <laughs> they are turning it into a movie. And it is set to star all the people or majority of the main cast from the play. So oh. Samuel L. Jackson, John David Washington. And his daddy, Denzel, is supposed to be the producer. Mm, And apparently there's another uh, Washington out there. Malcolm Washington, the other brother, is making his directorial debut. Oh, wow. I don't know. I think I just thought it was like John David and like a sister. I don't know if I realized they had another son. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know who Malcolm is. Um, I probably should have Googled before this, but... (laughs) (laughs) Might have been helpful. He is making his debut. Okay, well, come on, family affair. Yeah, man, shoot. Let that nepotism work for Black people. Okay, I know that's right. (laughs) There has become a new trend amongst streaming companies to offload original programming. There was an AP article about how HBO has gotten rid of Westworld. I didn't realize Westworld wasn't on HBO Max anymore. I'm so mad because I hadn't finished the last season. Me either. Had I known y'all were getting rid of it, I would have finished watching it. And I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but I was even more upset because they got rid of my favorite show, my comfort show. You know what that is. Oh, the misadventures of Christine. <laughs> the new adventures of old Christine. Oh. It was the only place I could watch it. And it only comes on TV land at like 5 a.m. now on like Saturday or Sunday morning. So I was, I'm furious with Max. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're not the only one. Um, a lot of networks have started to do this where... They are erasing original programming from their own libraries in order to get tax write-downs and to save money on residual payments. Oh, wow. Okay. Because I was wondering, like, because, you know, New Christine was on, like, CBS or whatever. But I was like, why would you get rid of, like, an HBO original? But so they don't have to pay residuals. That's extra fucked up. 
right wow (laughs) it's so messed up basically they're kind of selling off their original shows to be on places like netflix or other networks that will pick them up but they're saying that this is like it's sidelining already marginalized voices and programming and it's shortchanging creatives out of already slimmer residual checks so basically if you take it off streaming how is anyone supposed to watch it so how are you supposed to make money off of it yeah it's just it's so shady and sucks for like those creators maybe now you have to start writing into contracts don't pull my programming (laughs) off of your streaming site without like selling it to somewhere else where it can be viewed yeah Oh man, that's I didn't even think about like the reasons why they were doing that. That is really like capitalism always. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Always. Well, that's all I got. Okay. So um speaking of, well, I guess this would actually be a movie turned into a play. There is a stage version of the bodyguard. It's like a, a musical. And so it is taking place in Manchester, England. And do you know who Melody Thornton is? <laughs> oh, uh, from Pussycat Dolls. Yes. Yes. Melody, uh, loosen up my buttons. Uh, second, <laughs> or sorry, loosen up my buttons. Thornton, second lead <laughs> singer behind uh, Nicole Scherzinger. She is starring uh, as the Whitney Houston character. And apparently there's been a big issue with this musical because whenever they get to the part where she sings, I will always love you, everybody wants to sing along. And so (laughs) (laughs) typically like that's pretty frowned on, um, you know, like musical theater or whatever. But apparently um, at one show, uh, there were like several members of the audience who would not stop singing along. And there were like a few few people in the crowd who were like, you know, like, shut the hell up. And they (laughs) kept going. (laughs) And I think this is actually happening like through, like, not just with this song, but like with other songs. So then once she got to like, I will always love you, it just got out of control. And so they actually like cut her mic and like brought the house lights up. And they were just like, okay, like y'all have to stop. And so they were like, well, the um, thing is, are they sounding better than Miss Melody? <laughs> I, I doubt very seriously that was the issue. I think it's probably, you know, people had some cocktails before the show. And they were just Cockies. Out. <laughs> was that Marisol? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at least like two women had to be like forcibly pulled out of the theater by security. <laughs> like they had to have several police cars come and like they like evacuate the theater because it was like basically turning into a mini riot <laughs> at the Whitney Houston stage play. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in the oh. UK. <laughs> yeah, I guess those uh those Brits go pretty hard for their their bodyguard musical Queen of the Night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like actually my favorite bodyguard song i think (laughs) oh just now that we're talking about it because what a fantastic soundtrack what's your favorite song from the bodyguard soundtrack oh um probably i have nothing or is it Mm. just nothing um i think i have nothing that run to you yes so good so good 
So I was trying to think which one I like more. Okay, yeah, no. Definitely, I think I have nothing what? edges out run to you for me. It's, it's a great yeah. I mean, the the modulation and the key changes are just <laughs> unmatched. Ma'am, like we can't even because like we talk about Whitney Houston's voice, like we'll be here all night. Like and this will become a Whitney Houston like stand podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so our girl Black China, aka Angela White, <laughs> she's been like she's had a lot of good things going on. Like I feel like she's on an upswing lately. She looks great. Of- yeah yeah like a lot of positive things happening like i know she removed like some fillers and like other like surgical things she had done and she's just like really trying to be in like i don't know like a good headspace like spiritually and mentally and all that all that kind of stuff but she has apparently like secretly been earning a doctorate degree from um, a theological seminary and bible college a doctorate yeah so does she have an undergraduate degree i hate you (laughs) an associate no i i don't know Uh, (laughs) i i kind of wondered a certificate program a (laughs) postback she went to that uh howard business school thing that tyra went to I wondered that same thing. Now they didn't mention. Um, let me give me a second. Let me scan this little article to make sure I didn't miss anything. But I don't believe they mentioned that she has received a BA or BS or AA. Um, Is this an accredited school? Now, I guess here's where I should have Googled. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Um, but I can tell you the school is called Sacramento Theological Seminary and Bible College. So uh, I guess I can give that a quick look and see if um, they're accredited. <laughs> I'm seeing accreditation for other schools, but not <laughs> Sacramento. And I don't want to not gonna hold y'all because i don't really know the quickest way to like look that up (laughs) um but you know if you want to do some research on your own feel free but (laughs) either way (laughs) right do your googles (laughs) uh but i yeah you know definitely definitely wondered how we jumped to doctorate um (laughs) because typically don't you have to have your master's before you get a doctorate i thought at least a bachelor's well yes definitely a bachelor's but you had to have a master's too but maybe maybe not and maybe it varies for you know the uh the theological dolls but (laughs) um yeah either way like you know good for her like she's definitely you know walking a new path and i'm happy for her yeah do your thing whatever helps you be a better human being mom you know all that yeah do it do you boo you go girl Okay. Oh, cr- <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to exit right out of this Zoom. <laughs> okay, so this next thing, next news story is kind of wild. So Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson have acted uh, <laughs> in a couple things together in Ed TV. They were True Detective. You know, they're they're buddies. They're you know fun Southern guys or whatever. Um, <laughs> apparently, it's come out 
that they could possibly share a father? <laughs> you heard about this? No. I mean, they kind of look like they could be brothers, you know. Yeah. So um, there's been like a lot of discussion, I guess, about like how Woody Harrelson's dad was like a hitman. Oh. Yeah. Like I went into kind of like a deep dive about it. I don't remember a ton of about it because it was like a year or two ago but yeah like so you know i think he was kind of traveling all over and a hitman for who like the mob uh the cia uh... i mean i think like a hitman for hire like i said it's been a while so i don't remember the details i kind of forgot about it until i read this story wow but yeah so matthew i think he was on um like the what's it called live with um regis and kathy lee or no never mind that's not <laughs> yes that's what i was thinking about but it was actually it wasn't the show it was kelly ripa's let's talk off camera oh. podcast actually and <laughs> so he said uh like they were in greece a few years ago we're sitting around talking about how close we are and our uh and our families are and my mom is there and she says woody i knew your dad Everyone was aware of the ellipsi- the ellipses that my mom left after new. It was a loaded K-N-E-W. So <laughs> instead it led Matthew to like, you know, kind of like unpack what the hell that meant. And so he did some math, found out that Woody's dad uh, was on furlough the same time that his mom and dad were going through their second divorce. And um, there's a possibility that uh, Woody's dad was in some places in Texas where he may have ran into Matthew's mom. So he's saying like, you know, Woody's kind of like, oh yeah, like let's do a DNA test. But Matthew says, you know, because what's the skin in it for him? It's a little harder for me because he's asking me to take a chance to go, wait a minute, you're trying to tell me my dad may not be my dad after 53 years of believing that I got a little more skin in the game. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know how Matthew McConaughey talks, but basically he's like, it would be for Woody. It would be like, Oh cool. We're brothers. But for Matthew kind of be like, Oh fuck. Like the man I thought was my dad. Who's no longer, I don't think he's uh, living now. Like finding out that that wasn't actually his dad would be kind of devastating. So Matthew's a little more hesitant to get that DNA test. Okay, that's uh, that's wow. Yeah, what a what a what a twist! (laughs) Right, maybe wanted a twist, eh? (laughs) Maybe that's why they get along so well. Hmm, that that's interesting. I forgot. I have one last thing. It is not TV or film at all, but I'm very excited that Juvenile uh, is apparently going to do an NPR Tiny Desk concert. Is it confirmed? Because what I saw, it was. <laughs> it looked like he said, like he talked to NPR. They were like, sure, like <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you can come, Juvie. <laughs> I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but <laughs> may- maybe he was joking, but it seemed like it was going to go down. And I mean, they just had Trita, so, you know, they could have Juvenile. I mean, yeah. I think when I initially saw it, people were saying, I mean, NPR's not asking. <laughs> you know? Like, 
maybe they did ask between now and then. I mean, that would be dope. I think it'd be a great tiny yeah. desk. I mean, probably if they had enough demand, they would probably be like, oh yeah, like you know, they always got to figure out who they want to bring in next. So why not? I I would love for him to do Catch Your Cut. I don't know if you know that song. It is on <laughs> no. uh G Code album. Oh, and I don't it, know deep album cuts. <laughs> so I just have like such like it's very nostalgic for me because I was a freshman. I used to hang out with like these two upper classmen girls, like we all play saxophone, and like um they would always play that CD and that song. And it is it's a terrible song, but even like edited, I don't know if he could like if he could perform that on Tiny Desk because it is <laughs> it's it's pretty vulgar, but it's just like you know sometimes the misogyny just has a really good beat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just God, I love that fucking song. So <laughs> yeah, if you are not easily offended, I recommend listening to Juvenile featuring BG Catcher Cut uh, because it is fantastic and. <laughs> also very offensive and terrible juve okay so we can go ahead and get into our show for this week which is love is blind uh this (laughs) it'll take over your mind that song's always in my head every time i watch that show and I hate it because it was never mine. And I just like, as soon as you told me that, like I kept singing it in my head. I was like, God damn it. Uh, it made me go back and watch the music, the video. I was like, why was this like a, a top 10 hit? Why was this on like 106 and Park? <laughs> like, it is so is depressing. Oh. It's just like that damn um, City High, What Would You Do song. They are depressing as fuck. And we were just, just bopping to it, calling in, rating it number one and two. <laughs> damn yeah you're right <laughs> there are like so many tiktoks and shit about that now where it's like this like sad song about this woman who's forced into like sex work to feed her kids and we're just bopping to it <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> play it again right that's my jam (laughs) so um netflix was hyped this up so much they were like we are doing a live reunion never done before we don't know what's gonna happen so (laughs) all of us got on at 8 p.m and we had a lovely well some of like the lucky folks uh including myself we had a lovely little netflix screen that said hold tight got some technical difficulties (laughs) We'll be starting this momentarily. Other people, they were getting like the little circle and it was like, oh, it's giving me like 30% loaded or like it keeps going to 76% and then I keep getting kicked out. So just wide ranges of not working. But long story short, the show for people who were able to view it as soon as it started, it started at 9.15. So we were... (laughs) for an hour and 15 minutes and I was just like I was sitting there and I was just like getting angry because I was just like you're wasting my night and then I realized oh I I could like do other things (laughs) so then I did that (laughs) like looking up news for this episode (laughs) I have some like uh, I have like a few tweets because of course like 
everyone was like hilarious last night um but there was like one and it was just like I've been sitting here for 23 minutes with like nothing but my thoughts and I'm like I'm not liking what I'm seeing or or something (laughs) I don't need this much like quiet time by myself (laughs) but so yeah oh yeah and then like when they actually came on Nick and Vanessa were like so um we've been sitting here for like an hour but what you're seeing isn't live so I guess like they were like maybe 15 minutes ahead of us or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, was it ever really live? Like, I don't know. Like, well, no, that's not true because I did see like some of the Love is Blind, like former cast members, like showing that they were there waiting. So I think they actually did have to wait, but it was just, what a letdown. Like just record the shit so we can just Yeah. I, why? Why did that need to be live? Like, there was no... Right. Maybe they wanted some of the booze for, like, Irina and Micah and them, but, like... We could have had that from a recorded audience. Right. I mean, it's better to talk about it on social media anyways, so... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just record that crap and give it to us. No more of this live, wanting to be, like, cable television BS. I didn't even know... They said the the Chris Rock uh, comedy special was also live. I had no idea. I didn't tune into that live. Yeah, and I saw people, like, saying there was no issue um, with that because nobody was watching it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like, there were a lot more people trying to tune in to Love is Blind. But I'm glad you mentioned the audience, because I did enjoy them. They held no punches all night. They were booing. They were were, they're probably sick because they were waiting. So they were just like over uh any kind of niceties. Right. So we start out with Brett and Tiffany, Zach and Bliss, Kwame and Chelsea, and then we have uh Paul and Micah who broke up at the altar, sitting on opposite sides, and then Marshall there by himself. No Jackie. So um, Vanessa mentions that Irina will be joining them on stage later. And that was, I think, the first like set of like big boos that we got from the audience. (laughs) 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 Okay, so the first couple that I think we kind of like focused on was Chelsea and Kwame. So a lot of folks had some mixed feelings on Kwame. Kwame is, I think he's Nigerian-American, right? Or no, he's Ghanaian. Yeah, I'm sorry. Kwame is Ghanaian-American. And he said in the pods that he thought about going by Alex, which is his first name, because he was worried about people judging him for his name being Kwame. And so everybody was kind of like, well... Why why would they be judging you for that? So clearly, like you just mm-hmm. want to come in and like meet a white girl. Exactly. He was hell bent on meeting his white Nubian princess. <laughs> white Nubian princess is <laughs> insane. That's what he wanted. That was oh clear. my god. And it was very clear from the editing, at least, <laughs> that that was. He was laser focused on those. Yeah. Yeah. And he he had me for about 10, 10, 12 seconds in the <laughs> reunion where he was like, well, I found fa- I find it interesting that they cut out the part where I said, you know, but I, I did want to go by Kwame because I can't remember said like because it's beautiful or it's, you know, like part of my heritage or something. But like I that. love my name. Okay, yeah. But then immediately after he's like 
but I didn't want what do you say? Like I didn't want people to judge me. Like same shit he said in the pods. Like I didn't want people to like judge me for it or whatever. And I'm like, well, that negates everything you said about <laughs> like loving your name and like being proud of it. Yeah, like he was just definitely seemed to come in with agenda. And I thought it was funny that like his like two biggest love interests in the pods, not only white, but blonde. He said, I don't want no kind of spicy whites. I don't want I don't want any dark features, honey. Like it is Scandinavian or it's nothing. <laughs> the lilies of the lilies. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> but yes, so in the pods, he was torn between um a woman named Micah and a woman named Chelsea. Chelsea is who he ended up proposing to, but it was Micah broke up with him first before he because she decided she wanted to pursue things with another guy named Paul. Let him tell it. (laughs) (laughs) It was mutual. (laughs) Right, right. He was 100% like Micah was his number one the whole time. And then as soon as that happened, he was like, yeah, you know, like just the more I talk to Chelsea, like... (laughs) She's everything I've ever wanted. Like she is wow. Like we just and I remember he was talking to some guy um when they were still like in the pods and the guy was like, Chelsea, you're talking about Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what shit was Kwame saying about Chelsea like before before this? Well, that's the thing. I just I get such like <sighs> something about Kwame seems very inauthentic or like too yeah. rehearsed two like made for tv and then come to find out he's been on other like reality dating love shows so he's hip to game but i heard that that man was butthurt by breaking up with him he cried on national television he (laughs) put his head down on that counter and boohooed and then had the nerve at this reunion to act like the breakup was mutual that he wrote a breakup uh note to her in his journal (laughs) right he had planned on breaking up with her previously like sir (laughs) sir this can't you can't blame all this on the edit like you can't blame we saw you we saw you crying we saw how salty you were when paul came in the room (laughs) right he was so butthurt over that and yeah, shout out to RuPaul. Blame it on the edit. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, after that happened, he changes fo- uh, focus to Chelsea, and he proposed to her, uh, and he sang her a song on a guitar. Which I don't know why the men this season insisted on singing. Like I know last season, like or no, that was two seasons ago. Was that yeah, two seasons ago, where Sal sang a song to Mallory. And yes, my friend always sings it because it was like my fiance is hot like Beyonce. It was very corny, and it, but he had a, it was a little ukulele, and it was after they had met. So I'm like, I feel like I could handle a little corny after we meet. It didn't uh-huh. feel like he was being super serious. But Kwame sang with his guitar, and then we'll get into Zach singing later. And I don't, uh. feel like were, I feel like they were very serious about it. Oh and yes, for, and oh, for yes. me, I would have been like, oh, you know what? <laughs> like actually on second thought i don't think this is gonna work so (laughs) but god bless well chelsea ate it up she was telling her family he sang so beautifully and he plays an instrument i was like three little chords he was playing on that guitar 
<laughs> right. He he had Chelsea participate in a ring shout. <laughs> he was like, "This is your part." I was like, "Sir, absolutely not. I have to participate." Wow. Um, but so, anyways, there's been a lot of um, talk on social media about kind of their relationship and just people. <laughs> Kwame does not look happy. Or sometimes he looks like he's being held hostage by Chelsea. And there have been times where, because in the pods, I was like, oh, she seems so sweet. And I still think she's probably a very nice person. And obviously, like, you can take what we're saying about these people with, like, a grain of salt. Because, like, anybody can go on TV and look good or bad or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there were some times, um, like, even sometimes, like, the way she looks at him when he's talking it's almost like she's looking at him like, you better not fuck this up. <laughs> right. You not say this. It, it is your Sir, ass. Certain lines. Certain lines. Right. <laughs> you know what the fuck we rehearsed. Um, but my favorite was when they went to that clothing store. Uh, and <laughs> she tried on a bunch of clothes. And then um, they had like a plate of like chocolate covered strawberries. And she was trying to like feed him one. And he was like, oh no, I already had a bunch. And she was like, no, but you could have another. <laughs> yeah, you're you you like these, right? Yeah, you do. It's like God, like I was like a little terrified. Like, why are you force feeding this man? <laughs> oh yeah, he he was not feeling that scene. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So outside of that, they claim that everything's great, and we didn't see a lot of huge like disagreements from them um well i guess like him like moving to seattle um because he lived in portland so he wasn't super excited about that but also you applied for love is blind seattle what do you think would happen <laughs> <laughs> like you expect whoever you met to move to like portland which is apparently like three hours away but outside of that the biggest thing was as we mentioned he was interested in another woman in the pod named micah and so when they finally met in person, it seemed like they kind of had, you know, they were feeling each other a little bit, especially, oh, yeah. I think, him. And they had, to me, was was far too long of a conversation at the pool when, like, all the couples uh, went to Mexico after the pods. That day they saw each other, I think they hugged no less than, like, six times. Or at least the camera showed them. Mm-hmm. Hugging at least six times. Like, you hug hello and goodbye. What are all these other hugs about? Right. What are all these other hugs about? <laughs> right. And and that that whole scene and this season, honestly, the whole time I was like, "Where is Paul? <laughs> where, where? Why aren't they getting Paul's reaction? What is Paul? Is Paul not seeing this? Because yeah. everybody else is seeing this and they are reacting. Where is Paul? <laughs> oh, I, I think Paul might have been looking at Irina. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Paul's talking about, I mean, we had an agreement, you know. Oh, that's right. She could do what she wants as long as it wasn't basically sleeping with another person. Which was wild. (laughs) Wow. That's the line? Okay. All right. Right. You can do hand stuff. Just don't have (laughs) sleep. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Don't go past third base. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, Paul is Paul is weird, but we'll we'll get to Paul. 
but yeah so we saw like chelsea and micah chat briefly i can't remember was it at no maybe it was in mexico i can't really remember it was in mexico yeah okay yeah so they chatted like briefly and micah was just kind of like oh you know like I can't remember exactly what she said, but I think the just was like, oh, no disrespect and whatever. I'm happy with Paul. But then it started like pouring down rain. So the conversation mm-hmm. got cut sh- conversation got cut short. <laughs> um, but then on the reunion, we saw like they met again, like once all the couples got back in Seattle and they were out walking their dogs. Micah was basically apologized. And it seemed like, you know, they were in a good place, like mutual respect. But then Chelsea said she uh, did feel some kind of way, you know, once, because she hadn't seen the footage yet, obviously, of the show mm-hmm. at that point. So once she actually saw, especially that pool scene in Mexico, she felt away and she said she had a long, I'm sure multiple long conversations with Kwame about it. And then <laughs> Kwame re-apologized to Chelsea and her family. <laughs> which family part, I was like, oh, okay. Right. It's laying it on a little thick. Negro so inauthentic. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing I wanted to mention about them was um so Kwame's mom didn't come to the wedding and I think she just uh, well his sister I think said that or I can't remember. Someone said that she I guess wanted him to marry like a more traditional Ghanaian woman <laughs> and I you know maybe she had some issues with the process that he went through to find his wife. But Chelsea said that she finally met Kwame's mom at Thanksgiving and everything went great like etc and then he said that Kwame's niece said that she was most thankful for Aunt Chelsea. this is like when people on the internet are like oh my my like four-year-old came up to me and asked me like why why are republicans so mean everybody it's like your child didn't say that (laughs) your child does not understand that and i felt like this was one of those those moments where i'm like "Mm, i don't know if anybody actually said that at their thanksgiving yeah they're just it they seem to be working very hard to convince everybody how much in love they are. Yes. And they do bring up a good point, though, that, you know, editing is a mofo because... This is true. You know what editing did? What? It made uh, Zach seem, like, normal. <laughs> he was weird on this reunion. He was weird. <laughs> I was like, he needs editing. He does not need to be live. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was like, people on the show said he was weird, but the way they edited him, like, he seemed like a very just normal guy, like, very normal. And now, like, I see he takes very long pauses. You know, he's clearly, like, thinking about what he's saying as he's saying it. So it's just, it's it makes you a little uncomfortable. (laughs) I could see that. Yeah, I... And I really hated, like, he had cut his hair for the reunion, but there was, like, you know, promos that the cast did before, and he had grew his hair out a lot, and he had a oh. beard. Oh. And I was, he just kind of looked like like a Sasquatch. <laughs> I, I thought he looked better on the reunion, because he had cut his hair, he had, like, I, you know, a trimmed beard. I think, it, I, I think that looks good on him, having a little, little bit of a beard. But, yeah, I, I don't know, I'm... Well, I guess we can go ahead and get into Zach then because or sorry, well, before, 
Sorry. Before yeah. we get off of that. I'm sure you have thoughts on Kwame and Chelsea. Too. Kwame. <laughs> but they were basically saying that in them watching the show, they can understand why people have perceived them a certain way because of the way they were edited and what they didn't show and what they claim they didn't show. So part of me is like, okay, I could see that because I will say what bothers me about this show specifically is that they don't put storylines together in a like nice, concise way that other reality shows do. That is a fantastic point. It actually like drives me pretty crazy that <laughs> when you start a season, like you don't meet everyone. It's just like you're kind of like mm-hmm. coming into the action after it's already started. Like it just it feels like there's no like real beginning to the show. <laughs> yeah and there'll be people in the background of (laughs) a scene who you never get to meet like who are all these other people in the pod right (laughs) like it's just it's weird that's that's weird to me and i didn't watch the first couple of seasons of this show like i only started last season and i'm like "Is, is this how every season is like who are these other people so you didn't watch Lauren and Cameron's love story? No. Oh my god. Oh my god. They're they're the goats. Like we have not seen a couple like them since or until Brett and Tiffany. Oh, I was gonna say Brett and Tiffany weren't that. Okay. No, but I'm saying like I feel like that's the first time where everyone's like, ah, like this is a couple that's like equally yoked and it's mm. positive, etc. But oh, I oh man, I love Lauren and Cameron. But yeah, I fully agree. Like, is there so many people? especially like you know they have these like get-togethers after the pods and it's like oh here's jp and here's cassia or whatever and it's like can we learn like we like y'all have five minutes to like share a little bit about these other people right like can i just get a like walk-in intro like who are these people like who are these other people like it it that weirds me out and then i do feel like the editing on this show could be a lot better and I feel like it was more apparent this season than I guess maybe like last season. Um, They're editing. I'm skipping ahead, but like to find out that something happened in reverse and the way they made it seem on the show, like they were happening like at the same time or what have you. Yeah, that was like, that was really crazy. But because you're talking about the Jackie and Marshall thing. Yeah. Because it it also kind of didn't, I will get to that because even like what she said like kind of didn't make sense so yeah true but it just it does seem i could see potentially how editing could have led us to believe yeah oh they weren't as in love as they were which is why now everything seems really inauthentic and i'm like (laughs) i feel bad for them if if it's legit but yeah, yeah. I, I still believe that mama didn't want to come to that wedding because she knew her son had been on multiple dating shows and she won't take him seriously. So I hadn't heard about that until like maybe earlier today. Like I think my friend was telling me about it, that he had applied for like married at first sight too, mm-hmm. which I hadn't, I had not heard about. What? I mean, maybe he was just ready to get married. <laughs> on TV. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, by any by any means necessary. I think I would feel a little. Now, had he tried to go on any other shows? Oh, I don't know. I just knew about Married at First Sight. Because I'm like, okay, like he did. It's basically the same thing. Love is blind. Married at First Sight. 
Right. So I'm like, okay, he did two marriage shows. So maybe he really was trying to get married. Now, if he had done those shows and then also did like The Circle and Too Hot to Handle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd be like, okay, like this, this man just wants to be on TV. But, you know, maybe, maybe he really did just, you know, want to see what was out there in regards to finding a wife. I don't know. Mm-hmm. we'll see i don't know <laughs> i'm 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 giving him a huge benefit of the doubt yeah <laughs> i mean even his um i don't know yeah we'll see i mean they do they did seem happy together at the reunion like it seemed legit they seemed legit so yeah time will yeah. tell <laughs> anything else from kwame and Jelsey? Um, <laughs> I mean, we can always like come back, so no pressure. I don't know why this bothered me. Maybe because you know I too am in the process of planning a wedding and getting to that point that mm-hmm. they are at. Her earrings that she wore on her wedding day—I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you recall—but they were like these flower pearl-looking things. They looked so cheap. I was like, why? Where were the friends and family that let her come out in these? cheap little earrings yeah because i forgot i was watching that at your house with you because you kept you kept being like did they say yes and i was like you're you're watching in real time just wait and see (laughs) but yes i i too did not love her wedding earrings they're so distracting (laughs) yeah yeah and i and i feel like she is she's a little tacky like there she always has (laughs) like you know it's like a cute outfit but there's this just this one thing that's just like oh you were almost there you know <laughs> you were almost there lord now let me tell you me and my homegirl earlier today we were talking about <laughs> love is blind and we were talking about that calvin klein underwear shoot oh cringe oh my god oh. why why did we have to like if you want to do this and share the like, you know, the final product, sure. But it was so uncomfortable watching them like, well, be sexy and like rub his like rub his stomach. Like, oh my, oh my God. Like I hated that so much. So much. And it was like that was one of those moments that felt like, okay, she's she's self-producing here. She's <laughs> she's coming up with shit for them to do on camera. <laughs> yes and that's what we were also like you it's not like you're like a paid partner of calvin klein like why is this why are you so obsessed with calvin klein underwear i guess she had a thing for those ads in like the 90s and 2000s i guess i mean they're still going strong the the calvin klein ads but it was it was a choice it was it was something some teen <laughs> So next, we kind of go into the Zach Bliss and Irina, like, love triangle. And also Irina and Micah uh, being mean girl section. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, again, loved the live audience because Irina came out, you know, they showed some clips of her just being an asshole. And then she And apparently talking. it was worse than that. From what right. We saw. <laughs> right. Which, like, 
I, I can't even imagine. Um, but she started crying and she was like, I need a minute. And the audience started laughing. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Fake ass tears. Like, girl, get you get no sympathy. Okay. <laughs> None. And then it was even worse because I didn't remember that she had mentioned um, like being bullied as a kid or whatever. <laughs> and I think like... <laughs> Vanessa mentioned it. So I was like, oh my God, like this is even worse. Like, what's wrong with you? Oh, I remembered it because I was like, I know, I feel like I have encountered many. I feel like there's an Irina in every, like, you know, melodrama about high school where it's like, you know, someone who would get bullied becomes the bully, you know? school sure but y'all are these are people in their 20s and 30s like but she's yeah she's young she's clearly her and mike clearly immature they are very immature she's too old to be acting like that immature she's not 20 she's 25 like your brain is 98 percent fully formed like (laughs) yeah but it's a if you internally like hate yourself you like project that out into the world and like all that negativity like it's I feel like yeah. I've met many of an Irina in my day. Oh. <laughs> I will say, I feel like I've been pretty lucky to not meet that many Irinas in my life. Because I, I I think she was hands down. I mean, you know, obviously people were mad at Jackie. But, um, and, you know, Paul to some extent as well. But I think Irina is pretty much hands down, like, this season's villain. Oh, yeah. Totally. She was, like, diabolical. Like, Sneaking up on that girl while she was crying about being broken (laughs) up with and laughing. Like, that was, that was immature. That was really immature. Yeah, because, like, for me, like, even, like, okay, so, okay, so, well, whatever. I'm, we'll explain in a minute. But, like, her being in Mexico with Zach and, like, being kind of, like, standoffish with him. Like, I didn't feel like that was great, but it was. I kind of felt like, unlike with Jackie, and this is like the one thing I'll give Irina, like I felt like she was pretty upfront with like, this isn't working. And, you know, so like that's that's one thing, but like what you were doing to the other women, like in the pot or not pods, their dormitory, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. like that was really fucked up. Like that was just like pure maliciousness. And to yeah. me, that was even worse than the shit with Zach because like, and there was like that one part where like Jackie's crying. And mm-hmm. she like is laughing like when Micah comes in and it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, and then like all like it even works like trying to like be in the mix, like it's okay, just so you can laugh about it. Right. Any person. Very much so. And I definitely feel like she was there to be on TV and you know. That's what Zach said. And to I think she wanted to be the villain and then like she saw how much backlash she got and now she's (laughs) like "Uh, let me try and (laughs) rebrand right yeah 100 percent. yeah i totally think like she exactly what you said and now she wants to like create like a new um a new persona for her like oh i was just oh i was just you know a stressful time and you know the camera makes things look like again blame it on the edit like it's bullshit like you're just you're a mean girl and but i do you think that micah kind of because even though they showed her and micah but micah didn't really get any questions during that segment that's true and i feel like 
Micah was an instigator, like she would egg mm. her on to do these things. Oh, yes. Yeah, I could definitely see that. But I think I think she got I mean, I didn't think Micah was authentic. Like I was actually shocked how butthurt she was about <laughs> Paul breaking up with her. I, I was like, oh, she too. didn't see it. She didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he genuinely caught her off guard. <laughs> she just knew. Um She's like everybody wants me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I I don't know. I just I never took Micah or Irina seriously because they just seemed like very unserious people. Yeah. Um, I think Micah can hide hers a little better mm. than Irina can. And even uh, Micah's parents were like, I mean, you were a handful. You gave us a hard time. <laughs> like, right. she just, right. She, I don't know. She just seems, I don't know. I just didn't find her. I like, I didn't believe her connection with Kwame. I didn't believe her connection with Paul. It just, it felt like she wanted to be on the show as well. Yeah. I will say, like, I kind of went back and forth because like I I did not like either one of them in the pods. But then like seeing her friendship with Irina on the show and then her friendship with Shelby, I think was her friend in real life. You know, I'm talking about the blonde one. Yeah, who hated Zach or Paul. <laughs> Paul, yeah. So I was kind of like, or I think you even said like maybe she something about her having like terrible discernment with like picking friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I was just kind of like, well, and not to say like, oh, well, she would be an angel if she didn't have these bad friends, but like maybe she is the one who's like easily influenced by like other people too. Or maybe she's a ringleader. Ooh. Okay. I mean, I don't know, but she. <laughs> It just seems like, I don't know. I feel like Bliss saw Irina for who she was immediately, you know? Like, I feel like those people are easy to spot. Yeah. I feel like Michael was similar. Like, birds of a feather (laughs) flock together. It was interesting, though, because it seemed like um, the other ladies who, like, moved forward in the process were kind of like, we told you we didn't like Irina. So it kind of seemed like they all had more of an issue with Irina than Micah from Jump. I think Micah knows how to hide. Micah's a better mm, manipulator. Okay, yes. He's a better manipulator. But they didn't really like Micah. I think they tolerated mm. Micah. Mm, okay, that's a good point. I could definitely see that. So, so what happened was we mentioned Zach and Bliss as well. So similar to the Kwame, Chelsea, Micah love triangle, Zach was also into two women, Irina and Bliss. And um, to me, it seemed pretty clear. Like, it just seemed like Bliss just seemed like a much sweeter person. When it was was his birthday, she baked him cupcakes. And Irina had completely forgotten it was his birthday. And then had the nerve to, like, ask Bliss if she could, like, borrow a candle or something. (laughs) And Bliss was like, no, girl, that's weird. Uh, But... (laughs) And and Bliss said, you know, Zach was honest about him being torn between the two of them. Uh, Bliss said, you know, it kind of makes me question your character or something, judge your character. 
if you were to pick someone like her mm-hmm. and he took offense but i was like that makes perfect sense like yeah. yeah i was like she's and and i think you know he obviously saw that firsthand but i was just like what did what could irena have said that and uh, okay also a little bit about zach's background he grew up in a very like unstable home. I think for a portion of the time may have been unhoused and his mother had like addiction issues. She was a stripper, et cetera, et cetera. And so he had had um, girlfriends in the past where their families were like, look down on him, judge him, et cetera. And so when Bliss was talking about her family, he seemed very concerned that they may not accept him. Yeah. And like to some degree I get that but it's also like at this point you're like what 33 34 like you're a lawyer like you know what I'm saying like at some point like people are going to look more at what you're where you're at than where you come from but it's like if you internalize that feeling like if you think you're low class if you think you are these things you know deep down that's why you worry about other people doing that or it sounds like he has been judged and like maybe shunned a lot of his life so it's like real childhood trauma that i guess he hasn't fully overcome or maybe he has now that he's with bliss but i could when he explains that i'm like that could be why he was gravitated to irena because he knew she wouldn't judge him in that way because i think she was like an immigrant and came from Russia you know maybe poverty or what have you but it's it's still mind-boggling i mean maybe maybe it's the edit again uh because she just <laughs> had no like redeeming qualities that we saw that apparently he saw but yeah i mean i i just can't see anything outside of that and like you said that could be a huge you know trigger for him because of his childhood trauma and the experience of dating other people. Um, but it seems like that was like the only thing that made him pick Irina over Bliss because I can't figure out anything else that would have made him make that decision. Yeah, it didn't make sense at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> at all. And he very clearly regretted it. Regre- regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had regrets about the decision. He wholeheartedly regretted it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Irina claims that, oh, well, first of all, Zach said, and I think you alluded to this earlier, he said we only saw 10% of the crazy shit that Irina did before saying that he thought she just came on the show to be famous. So I'm like, 10%? Like, that's, that's wild. Right. But then he talked about, did you go to his Instagram? So uh, when I went, I just saw the story about his mom and like the I Hope You Dance song. Was there Uh, something else up? I must have missed it. Well, so during the reunion, he was like, (laughs) it was kind of funny to me. He's basically like, you know, this was only 10% and um basically you know i have receipts of some of the mean things she did to me or said to me Mm. and if you go to my instagram this is all i'm gonna like say about it so i didn't go to his instagram damn it camp 
Well, I watched it like a day later. I didn't even see it till today. Oh, that's right. I guess I should have did. <laughs> you watched it in real time. So I don't. I don't know what those receipts are, but we shall see. I guess. Yeah, and and so Irina claimed that during the reveal, it wasn't that she did not find Zach handsome. She said on paper, he was her type, the dark hair, everything. But she just had this gut feeling that he was not, you know, they weren't each other's person, basically. And she claims that she had a panic attack after their meeting. Do you believe any of that? Sorry, I just went to his, um, wait, what? Is this what you're talking about? The story about his mom and redeeming grace and all that? Yeah, but I was confused because he said that his mom dedicated I Hope You Dance to him, but I thought the story was Bliss's mom had dedicated it to her. I just knew it was both of their mama's songs, but where are the receipts about Irina? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think those are those are gone. Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah. I wanted the receipts. Um, Sorry, before that, you were asking me something. So Irina had claimed that she had a panic attack after she was crying into the pillow. I think so. (laughs) And and but she said it wasn't because she didn't find Zach attractive. She said on paper, he's my type. I like dark hair, et cetera, et cetera. It was just that I had this gut feeling that he wasn't my person. And that's why I had the panic attack. So I wanted to know if you think that's true, because I think she just didn't think he was cute. Bullshit. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that at Same. all. Same. And when she was saying, um, I guess when they were breaking up, she wanted to, she claimed she wanted to say other things. Or there was some incident where she like put a pillow on her face to like, you know, hide talking to him. And she claimed mm-hmm. she was crying in, into oh, the yeah. pillow. Yeah. Like, Girl girl (laughs) (laughs) shut up right be fucking for real so yeah um so basically zach picked bliss or sorry zach picked irena they went to mexico had a terrible time (laughs) treated him like shit as we've kind of mentioned and then um the last night of the trip she was just basically like i think she actually said like i feel like we need some time apart and then zach was like i think we should just call it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so then they did kind of have a moment after that they were brushing their teeth and they were both laughing and you know basically she was like you know are you gonna try to contact bliss and he was like yeah yeah if she'll talk to me so he goes back to seattle meets up with bliss and Let's try that. Like, you know, she was like, mm, yeah, we'll see. Like, you know, like, oh, we could maybe we could hang out again. And she was like, mm, I don't know. It's like, girl, like, you're so <laughs> like spitting over this man, please. So, like, within like three dates, like he was proposing to her. Right. So they were engaged for only like two weeks. And um, I will say, like, they seem like a really good fit. Like, it seems like he got along really well, like, with her mom and her sisters. Um, her dad, I didn't care for him <laughs> too much. That daddy was not with the shits. He was like, this is not gonna work. <laughs> but then, like, um, Bliss kind of, like, called him out and was kind of like, you know, that's enough. 
And I don't know, like, I kind of get the vibe between that meeting and then when him and her mom were, like, walking her down the aisle. And he was, like, making little jokes. And her mom, like, just wasn't laughing. Like, she wasn't making eye contact with him. And I was like, oh, this man did something. And so I feel like that's why, like, Bliss is, like, keep it cute. Because, like, (laughs) fucked over my mama and, like, not too much. (laughs) Right. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, uh, even though like he does seem, you know, a little eccentric, I, I think they're so cute together. Oh yeah. They're adorable. I thought it was precious because Irina told him like he was weird, that he didn't blink yeah. <laughs> and like she made him uncomfortable. And so on that first date, he asked her. And like, or I think he went to ask her about the like blinking thing. And she was like, oh no, am I blinking too much? Oh, maybe it's me. I know. Like she, it was very cute how yeah. like one person's irritation can be mm. something that another person like loves or like doesn't even notice about you because who cares? So those two, they they are very cute. I'm happy that he he went back and asked her like out on a date like i didn't was that a thing did people do that in other seasons or i guess have, have people well, broken I know, up like, like that before in chicago like i think deep d and i can't forget that guy's i don't remember the guy's name but he ended up being engaged to Shayna, the blonde who would like squint oh you didn't watch that season Mm-mm. shit so, well, Shayna, for listeners, the one who, like, squint all the time. Um, and so Deep D and that guy, um, they, I think, started talking, like, mm-hmm. maybe a year or a little le- under a year after the pods. And, uh, and basically, because we didn't really see them, like, connecting like that, but they were like, you know, actually, like we you know have really good conversations and blah 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 and then afterwards like when it didn't work out for our fiancés we became really good friends but I don't I I don't think I've seen anybody who like chose someone else get back with the person they did not chose like I think this is the first time Hmm. this has ever happened yeah that's that's pretty wild but I guess if you end up with someone like Irina they're like okay we gotta (laughs) we gotta give you something else <laughs> yeah and that's true because i feel like a lot of times like when you're someone's second pick to me like it just seems like it's not gonna work out um i mean i guess we'll see what i mean obviously zach and bliss are a little different because Irina was so terrible but like, they didn't give marshall a, a do-over <laughs> <laughs> right right um but yeah, we'll see what happens with Kwame and Chelsea. Um, but then we had like, again, on that Chicago season, like Jarrett and Ayana, who Ayana is so adorable. And Jarrett was really like the girl Mallory who ended up picking Sal. And then Ayana was kind of, so Jared and Ayana are black and okay. Mallory's Latina. And Ayana was kind of like, you know, I don't want to be second pick. And he was like, it's not like that. And spoiler they are now divorced Mm. um so it just you know typically it just seems like it's not going to work because it almost seems like you're being chosen as like a consolation consolation prize yeah um but i do feel like the zach and bliss things a a little different because i feel like it like you said it was probably his trauma that made him not pick her in the first place 
the way they were looking at each other when he sang that horrible <laughs> song. I was like, this girl's in love. Like she is, she loves this. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, they can stop. And she is like, give me more. <laughs> oh my God. Please. <laughs> That was really beautiful what you said about like someone's annoyance being like <laughs> something that someone else loves because the eye contact, sure. The singing, I'm out. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> she loved it. I think she was like, you know, cut to her in the studio and she was crying. <laughs> like it's just so beautiful. Yeah, they're they're really adorable. They are. <laughs> Maybe they'll have the first. L-I-B baby. God. Okay, so <laughs> we can jump to that real quick. So uh, Nick and Vanessa are like, we have a question from from a former Love is Blind cast member. And for whatever reason, I just <laughs> thought it was going to be fan favorites, Lauren and Cameron from season one. And then it was Bartiz. <laughs> and, so, and again, the audience coming through, everybody groaned. <laughs> bitch again so he's standing there holding his baby and he's like so who's gonna be like the first to have a love is blind baby and then it just seemed like vanessa kind of like lost her mind like is (laughs) you have an announcement oh are you are you are you pregnant like it was like whoa like are you do you want to be the godmother like what is what's going on i don't she said she was in baby fever she said she wanted baby number four and nick was like no immediately though okay i think that's it for zach and bliss oh sorry before we leave zach and bliss what did you think about the i hope you dance (laughs) the kind of running theme for their relationship i think i found that that was another one where like i could understand what he was saying it was taking him a long time to get there Mm. And even Bliss, I think, had to interject a couple times. But I think that's, I mean, this is clearly their jam and their mama's jams. So <laughs> I think it, it fit, if it works for them and they find meaning in it, by all means, who am I? But if it, he he made it relate, you know, the mountains in the distance and the, the hurdles. Yeah. yeah. He was scared. Yeah, I... You know, I loved it for them. Um, I feel like I hope I hope you dance. It just feels to me very much like sad. No. <laughs> is it is it sad? I, I don't like, know. I don't know all the lyrics to it. I feel like anytime I've heard that song, I feel like it's in the context of something sad, but I could be very wrong. I, I'm horrible at listening to lyrics, so. Well, I don't know the lyrics, but it just reminds me of like those signs that like Midwestern, or I don't, let me not say Midwestern because people do it everywhere, but just like, I don't know, suburban people would like hang up in their homes, like dance like no one's watching, live, laugh, love. <laughs> like yeah. that feels like the song that goes along with those like very corny phrases. So I, again, love it for them, but I'm just like, this song just seems so like cheesy, I guess. But I also don't have an emotional tie to it, so. Yeah, I don't know why. I always thought it was more of like a funeral. (laughs) So. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're like in memoriam. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't think it was that sad. For some reason, it just gives me like lifetime movie vibes, you know, like laid up in a hospital on your deathbed. <laughs> now, lifetime, like a lifetime or a Hallmark situation? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to ask you, and if this is a surprise, feel free not to answer, but do you have your first dance song picked out? And if so, what is it? I do, but I don't want to share it on here. Okay. That's what, as I said, if it's a surprise, you don't have to. Now I will share mine and clearly this is in fairy tale land. (laughs) (laughs) Planning a wedding, but mine would be By Your Side by Sade. <laughs> okay. I can see you vibing to it. That's not the rhythm of the song at all. <laughs> what are you saying? There you go. It took you, you a second. Be you... Better that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that my surprise at your wedding is your first song. I hope you dance. <laughs> 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 I would be fucking gagged. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna be outside because Kamisha play too much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I guess tying back to this Mean Girl section with Irina and Micah, Micah ended up um, being proposed to by Paul, who is I think an environmental scientist, some kind of scientist, mm-hmm. um, something boring. Um, Damn. I'm, I'm just climate kidding. change is real. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just a social sciences person. So it seemed like things were going pretty well. As you said, they had some weird boundaries that we didn't know about <laughs> until the reunion. Um, so maybe you know that was the the cracks in the foundation uh there, but it seemed like everything was going pretty well. Like her parents really liked him. His mom loved her. <laughs> yeah. So they like get to the altar. And I think very smart on Micah's part. They were like, you know, <laughs> man, et cetera. And she was like, I'm going to let Paul answer first. <laughs> and Paul was like, you know, I, I love you. I really do. But I just don't think this is right for us right now. And then this man is still talking and she just walks away. Just walked off. <laughs> Which was hilarious. And then he just like finished his like thoughts to himself. <laughs> <laughs> but but after that happened, like he says to the camera, like, you know, I just didn't really feel like she was nurturing enough. <laughs> yeah. And then like, which, okay, fine. But then like on the reunion... Micah's like, you know, I was blindsided by seeing Paul say that because that is nothing. Um, well, sorry. First, she said she was blindsided by his interactions with Irina. And then she was like, I was blindsided by what she said. Because, you know, we'd had conversations about having kids and he never like shared those concerns with me, etc. So I think like Vanessa like asked him about it or whatever. And so like Paul claimed that he just meant he didn't like see them having kids and oh yeah so that's when Vanessa was like but like you know she talked to her about this and he was like he didn't want to criticize Micah 
And he felt like being nurturing should be something that just happened naturally, which is like a cute idea, but people are wired differently. And <laughs> like, people can't read your mind. So from that, I got like, okay, well, Paul's a terrible communicator. And also, is Paul nurturing? Because he seems pretty robotic to me. Well, I was going to say, nurturing also doesn't necessarily just mean about your ability to like be a mother. It just means like, can I come to it also I mean in that context he probably didn't explain it well but it's like can I come to you with my concerns and know that you know it's a safe place to land that you'll like take care of me kind of thing and I felt like that's maybe more so what he meant (laughs) you're you're giving him too much credit because all he did was tie it back to I couldn't see us being parents together I don't see her being a mother you're doing Paul's work for him maybe maybe but I also I never took them seriously as a couple because they never had like real deep conversations and even when he would say like what he likes about her like we have the same outlook on life and I'm like which is what live love laugh like (laughs) what is it I hope you dance (laughs) what is it that like because y'all don't seem to have that much in common and even when they would have conversations about like next steps living together their differences just neither one of them seemed to make it like it's not a big deal if we don't have resolution to that like oh you know Mm. it's fine like and even she said like he doesn't really have like serious conversations so i just think they were both pretty pretty immature yeah, I I could de- I could definitely see that a lot, and I don't I just feel like he thinks he's like so smart, and it's like but that's do you have emotional intelligence? I was gonna say he did kind of seem. I mean, maybe it's the editing. He seemed like he did have some. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, that's not true because I was just thinking about him breaking up with the other chick that liked him a lot. And she was pouring out her heart, boy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's young. He is young and dumb and probably not emotionally um, aware. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I feel like that's the first time, because when that other woman, I don't remember her name, but when she walked out after he broke up with her, she said, fuck you, Paul. And I, I don't think I've ever heard that on any other <laughs> he embarrassed the hell out of her yeah yeah he did he did and you see like when everybody reunited chelsea's birthday she ain't even talked to him <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was one of those like where he would start i like you oh i like you too like you're great you're fantastic <laughs> right don't don't start out like right. that like just be direct <laughs> oh i did feel like it was it was a little heartbreaking for me when Micah mentioned that her mom like wasn't supposed to be able to have kids, and you know she was kind of like a miracle baby for her parents. So kind of how that was like extra hurtful to like hear him say that about her because she you know dreamed about having you know kids and all that stuff because of what her mom went through. You look unmoved. <laughs> That's sometimes. I- I mean, I don't think Micah is 
as bad as Irina when it comes mm-hmm. to intention and just like overall maliciousness. But I do think Micah is a manipulator. <laughs> and mm. I and I I don't know. I feel like she was also trying to rebrand and turn herself into a little bit of a victim with Paul. But I mean, I, I feel for her. I get it. Yeah. I could see how that would be really offensive and out of left field if he hadn't mentioned it previously. But I think she was just really embarrassed, honestly. I mean, which I would be too. <laughs> like, give me a heads up, please, before we get yeah. to this boy. Yeah. Don't have me out here looking foolish on TV. That's what I'm like. Watching. Right. Like, if you're going to say no, just let me know. Right. I thought it was interesting that they, they actually tried to date afterwards and it still didn't work. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's a good point, too. Like, I think this was, at least in regard to, like, her public persona, probably helped her because people did have some level of sympathy for her that they did not have for Irina. Yeah. Yeah, she seemed a little more aware yes. of her actions and at least was able to wait, able to talk her way out of a lot of things. Yeah, 100%. I don't know if you noticed this during the show, but did you notice that Paul never, like, Paul and Zach really did interact with, like, the Black guys on the show. At least they didn't show them in the editing. It was like Paul and Zach would talk about their relationships. Kwame, Marshall, and <laughs> Brett would talk about theirs, but like they rarely talked amongst those two groups. Yeah, they did seem to segregate a bit. Yeah, I, I did I did notice that a little bit. And like honestly, I was kind of surprised that like Kwame was kicking it with Brett and Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I think that but I feel like Paul and Zach were too like nerdy. Um robotic white dudes so they probably had a lot in common yeah yeah i i, I kind of feel like it was more that because it, it it seems like um and when i was looking at all their like instagrams and stuff yesterday like i saw i think like brett had like a video of like him and it was him and paul i think one other guy maybe but yes i think you know they all get along well but i think it was just because they're a little a little more awkward mm. And then I d- I did not love that Zach was like caping for Paul during that little <laughs> oh, Paul yeah. and Micah uh, section, was and I was like, you know, hard for his guy, right? I was like, you know, Micah is certainly not perfect, but Paul is not completely innocent in this either. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think this show is like in its premise is pretty silly, like. You know, oh, I'm waiting till the last minute to decide if I want to marry this person. Like, you know, part of it is you have to, like, play that game and say that even if you know you're Brett and Tiffany and you're absolutely going to get married. (laughs) Right. So I don't I don't know. I guess I I was shocked that Paul didn't say yes, but I'm also not surprised because I figured they were a couple that even if they said yes to each other, they wouldn't be together by the reunion. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So I guess I, I didn't feel very strongly. I thought it was interesting that he was going so hard for, for Paul though. Yeah, me too. And then he like mentioned that 
uh, one of the other ladies had been like basically talking shit about Micah, uh, or sorry, Zach was saying this, that uh, someone had been talking shit about Micah to him. And then when Nick and Vanessa was like, was it you? Was it you? Like Chelsea, Tiffany and Bliss were all like, no, it wasn't me. And then they got to Irina and she was like, well, here's the thing. (laughs) Wait, like, like, so it was you. I was like, this is supposed to be like your best friend on the show. And you up here. I mean, she was also trying to like steal her man. So clearly the the boundaries are very loose with Irina. But yeah. Okay, so we can get into um, one of the saddest couples um i was rooting for you we were all rooting for you uh jackie or was it ja- jackiana and marshall jackiana isn't that her name i thought it was like jacqueline was there an l in it mm-hmm. oh okay my bad jacqueline <laughs> jackiana <laughs> well i think everybody would just call her jackie or jack <laughs> but so jackie and marshall so another love triangle here uh but this time with jackie picking between marshall and another guy named josh and she decided to go with marshall because she felt like she kind of picked the more toxic uh relationship (laughs) in the past and she was like marshall seems um you know like he's very caring He's more sensitive. This is the road I want to go down in my life. Lies. Which, right, which is nice. But if you haven't gone to therapy to do the work, then that might not work out the way you want it to. So it seemed okay at first, like between them. But like on the honeymoon, like she was like having, I guess, anxiety attacks or whatever about going back to Seattle after their vacation, like I have to go back. I have to take care of my family. And she would just like start crying kind of like out of nowhere. And to Marshall's credit, he seemed very sweet, very caring. When she was like, just give me a minute. He would give her a minute when she was ready. Like he was there to hold her. It seemed like it was promising. But then we started hearing stuff like uh, from Marshall, like, well, Jackie told me I wasn't man enough or she wants me to man up. Like she wants me to be more dominant in the bedroom like she wants to be slapped around and mm. like mm. All the, do you remember when he said that you heard him say that right <laughs> yeah I, I forgot but now I remember yeah I was like oh god um <laughs> like you like it real toxic but um yeah so eventually um as we have referenced before Chelsea had a birthday party and some of the other um, pod members came. And so that was the first time Jackie got to meet Josh face to face. And she was like, I heard him before I saw him. He had this very distinctive voice, et cetera. Now to me at this party, Josh, I forgot his name that quickly. <laughs> Josh had on this like jean jacket and I think like a black turtleneck. And to me, he looked like a member of Aventura. He looked like oh, she said yeah. that. <laughs> Who no, that? to me. Do you know who Aventura is? No. Or, or Ro- Romeo Santos? No. Sure, Romeo girl. It's so they are this merengue group, and he just very much looked like he would be a member of Aventura. And that is no shade because I very <laughs> like Aventura, but that was just the vibe he was giving. So. Okay. 
anyways, they have a chance a chance to chat for the first time. And he's like, you know, I'm just no disrespect, but you know, I was really in love with you, blah, blah, blah. And then so I guess that gets her wheels turning. And before Chelsea's birthday, Marshall and Jackie had had a fight already. So they already like weren't on great terms. They arrived separately, etc. Uh-huh. So now this man, Josh, pops back up and she's like, okay, well, maybe, whatever. And so it was really fucking sad because like we see like the day when the guys go get um fitted for their tuxes and the ladies go get fitted for bridal dresses and Jackie doesn't show up. And so yeah so tiffany texts brett and she's like jackie's not here and we see marshall talking to his friends and he's so excited and brett pulls him to the side and he's like hey like tiff texted me and apparently jackie's not there and now again we talked about this edit and jackie mentioned this so i don't know if this was actually that during the same time but they make it look like while the women are picking out their dresses jackie is meeting with josh and this is when they decide to give it a shot so um yeah so fast forward and marshall like goes to their like apartment and he's like you know i just want answers and she's like well you know i met with josh and we're gonna give it a shot like i don't i don't want to be with you anymore and he says um and also i would like to note that I think when they were in Mexico or shortly after they came back, she said, I am so scared. I'm going to push you away because this is what I do. Oh, yeah. So to me, it, you know, kind of felt like, okay, we're seeing that happen in real time. But anyways, Marshall asked for his ring back and she's like, no, I'm going to keep the ring. What? Like, and I feel like to me on the reunion, Vanessa didn't go in hard enough on her. Like whatever, I don't remember what, jackie's reasoning was but to me exactly because to me like if marshall was like oh i decided i want to date somebody else then sure you should keep the ring right i feel like depending on who ends it that kind of decides if you keep the ring or not in my opinion and as mean as she was in breaking up with him like basically made it all about him like it's you i can't do you i can't love you i can't yes stand you basically like she was so mean and immature about it and then to keep the ring (laughs) and then be proud about it on this like reunion interview with the new nigga that you're with <laughs> like, and, and would not let go of josh's arm i'm just like oh y'all just so cutesy and close that y'all just gotta be t- touching at all times right what really pissed me off when she was breaking up with him was that she was just like you're just you're too sensitive you're too emotion emotionally needy mm-hmm. and as someone who is a cancer and very sensitive that felt very triggering for me because when she was in mexico i'm like you cried like three times out of the blue <laughs> right and so when still he still don't sen- know why you were crying <laughs> right so when he was sensitive and you know being uh sensitive to your feelings and taking care of you then it was okay right. um i was like we haven't seen you cover him once but somehow he's the emotionally needy one like that really pissed me off. Like it's it's like they like it when you're caring for them, but then otherwise they want to use it as like a jab at you. Oh yeah. And even I think he said it in defense of himself. 
he was like, I haven't asked anything of you. <laughs> right. Right. It's like you're actually haven't given me very much <laughs> in this relationship. Now, when yeah. he called her a project, though, that was like, oh, that's your trauma, Marshall. <laughs> yes. Now, I will say him calling her a project and then also um, when we saw like a, you know, clip we didn't see at Chelsea's birthday where he was like, oh, like, no, you should wear my coat. Wear my coat. And she was like, oh, I- yeah. I'm good. I want people to see my outfit. And he was like, no, no. Like, you're, and I was like, whoa, like that was that, that was, was too weird. much. Yeah. That was weird. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, he probably wasn't all butterflies and roses too. But yeah so yeah so as we said they broke up so on the reunion jackie does not show up but she does a separate interview with vanessa lachey with her new dude josh which i was very surprised to see they were still together that was such a cop-out man to not come to the reunion and then for them for them to spend more time on her and josh than they did with marshall I feel like was very messed up. Like, mm. and they had like the little like picture in picture, like showing his his face and that was the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to see. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> Get the camera off of him, right? Don't put me on camera when my ex fiance is talking with like their new boo. Like, come on, right? And and like he said, I don't get the opportunity to like say my piece or have mm-hmm. my rebuttal. Like they keep robbing me of that right and i agree because your girl had like kitty gloves on and wasn't even asking like the tough questions and she should have been pressing about that ring more vanessa my girl yes (laughs) oh man yeah i totally agree and that's again as people said they were concerned that nick and vanessa were not great moderators (laughs) we really saw it here where there were some tougher questions that certainly should have been asked yeah it felt very cruel to just have him like being shown there but then when jackie brought up there was an incident where he like called her out of her name i guess it's her way to show that he was so mean or not the same off camera and i'm Mm -hmm. like he alluded to like you being a man like come on so and what she said at first was that he called her a derogatory name while they were uh filling out their marriage license And then so when Vanessa asked him about it, um, he said it wasn't when they were filling out their marriage license. And it had been after, you know, she had taken several jabs at him and called him sweet. And he said something about Jackie having a strong jawline and that she could have been a man before and he wouldn't know. So here we are dealing with homophobic and transphobic jokes that like are not cool. And so uh, I don't want to say like putting that aside because it, it's it's not and and Marshall very you know very much admittedly said like it's not cool but he he did say he claimed he did not use like any slur but just in the context of taking a jab at someone I hate when people like they just like jab and jab and jab and then as soon as you say something they're like oh my god oh my like how right. dare you like, <laughs> right. And then they just play victim, like, and I could 100% Jackie, see Jackie being that kind of person. Oh, yeah, she definitely did, especially knowing how he is, where he's gonna, like, probably apologize and be apologetic and, like, 
immediately try to take ownership for it um mm-hmm. or definitely internalize it and allow her to spin it but i was just like why are we spending so much time on this all the terrible things she did and y'all are like trying to bait him into saying he used <laughs> a slur right also sorry i just like was running back when i said about josh in my he- head and i said aventura is a meringue it's not meringue they're bachata just for <laughs> clarification <laughs> i don't i don't want me hente calling me out so <laughs> <laughs> um, but in in that interview um that vanessa did with them josh said because he was acting very weird at chelsea's birthday and he claimed that he was training for some i guess fitness competition <laughs> what was that and he was like i was trying to cut weight so i wasn't drinking it was the first time i had drank in a while so i was just like you know it, it hit me different and i'm like it made you act weird like that's not how alcohol works like you've had alcohol before so this still like that doesn't make sense at all right i could see it if you got like sick <laughs> yes if you threw up i would be like okay but you like because when he was like all up on marshall like ha, yeah buddy uh, whatever yeah. i i really thought they were gonna get to a shoving match because that was so fucking strange to me it was he had very weird energy even after marshall was like what the fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> right right like he he was and i felt like he exuded that energy in the pod right like didn't him and marshall almost get into it in the pods too i don't think i kind of like a i think verbal like situation when because i think jackie did not tell him who she was interested in so he was like i wonder like which dude it is and then josh was like oh yeah it's me and they kind of had like a little thing but that was that was it or there was a moment i thought it was josh where something happened it seemed minor like a something in the pod and marshall's like i'm ready to fight (laughs) oh yes i forgot about that yeah i was like wait what (laughs) yeah go to blows yeah yeah i forgot about that oh yes and then last thing about the interview jackie claimed that marshall just want the ring back so he could propose to someone else in the pods and none of your business (laughs) And if he did, like, girl, you gotta he's hold him well in. Within, right, he is well within his right to. Your man must not be able to afford a ring. She she gives <laughs> broke bitch vibes 1,000%. Like, only broke hoes do shit like that. Like, keep a ring. Right. Insist right. on keeping a ring for a nigga they don't want to be with. Right. I totally agree. And probably run around telling people, like, yeah, you let me keep the ring or, you know, showing it off and shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Did Josh get you that? No. <laughs> <laughs> or she'll probably lie and be like, mm-hmm. He know he know me so well. <laughs> but yeah, so then Marshall says, uh, no, absolutely not. But then afterwards, um, I guess after they broke up, Jackie put on social media and I think you say her name is it. Kachia, Kasia, something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did they show her? <laughs> yes, I remember oh. seeing like you know when they briefly show the names of as you mentioned those people we see for like ten seconds at a time. <laughs> so she was like another black girl, some person of color, 
So Marshall said she reached out to him and was like, you know, hey, just checking in on you, blah, blah, blah. And so he said, we went on one single date. And what was funny about that is um, when I mentioned earlier that Jackie was crying after she broke up with Josh and Arena was fake comforting her, the girl on the other side who was actually comforting her was Cassia. Oh. Yeah. The last thing Marshall said about this was, like, Jackie, like, let's stop it with this back and forth because basically it just keeps turning into her trying to defend herself at his expense. So it's like, you got somebody else. I haven't had feelings for you in a year. Like, let's just move on. Hmm. Any thoughts? Um, You know, I hope nothing but the worst for (laughs) Jackie and old cauliflower ear, Josh. Oh, I see. I wasn't. I wasn't even gonna mention <laughs> that ear is gross. <laughs> I wouldn't want to lay next to that thing. Damn. <laughs> oh my god. I don't care. Josh sucks. <laughs> but there's other people with cauliflower ear who don't suck. Well, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about this one. <laughs> oh man. So I. I hope Marshall finds someone who loves his sensitivity and corniness. Yeah, me too. I feel like I knew as soon as he came out and like was doing all that dancing and she was awkwardly egging him on. I was like, this isn't... (laughs) He thinks he's corny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I'm like, fuck. I didn't even think of it. I I thought it was cute. So I'm like, oh, shit. Maybe I need to like... Am I corny? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Marshall, holler at your girl. <laughs> oh my god, he likes it. <laughs> I did. I'm not even gonna, like when I was first watching. I was like, "Where are the Marshalls at?" Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> when he came out shucking and jiving, I was like, "Oh no!" Not shucking and jiving's too far. He was doing a lot. He, he was, was doing not- a lot. He was doing a lot. Because Shucky and Jivey makes me think of more like buffoonery. And he was he was, he was just doing some little, you know, little dances. He wasn't he wasn't doing too much. It was corny. But it, was, it was corny, but it was cute. He's so adorable. You know, some might find it cute, others might find it unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jackie. <laughs> I'm saying it would have turned me off. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to unsee that. So you would have been sitting up there arm in arm with Josh. Well, no. Mm-hmm. First of all, I could never be on this show. The way they abuse the word love and are in love with everybody. I'm like, you don't love them. You like them. You like them. <laughs> I, I do feel like well, I don't know about that quickly because they'd be like, I, I'm in love in like three days. But <laughs> I will say you might be in that pod talking to somebody for 12 hours. So like, let's say in real life, like you're getting to know somebody, you talk to them for 12 hours over the span of a couple weeks. So it kind of like, it kind of makes sense because it's just kind of like a you know, super sped up version of like getting to know someone. So I could kind of see it. 
But I 100% do not believe you can be equally in love with two people at one time. That's bullshit. <laughs> Maybe you're in love with one and you got a crush on another one, but it's it's it can never be equal. I, I would agree. I don't think yeah. it's love. I think it's like. Yeah. I think there are a few. There are some that were in love. You know, Zach and Bliss, Brett and What's-Her-Face, Tiffany. No, What's-Her-Face. Um... <laughs> But overall, it's you're in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, I, and I could definitely see it growing over that time between the pods and when you get married. Like that seems more realistic to me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, saved the best for last. Shout out to they Vanessa would Williams. Save the best for last. Thank you. <laughs> that was perfect <laughs> so yes best for last brett and tiffany they are bushy brett <laughs> 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 tyler perry's meet the browns <laughs> <laughs> they are uh i would say the closest thing we've had to lauren and cameron since season one lauren and cameron of course being our like star couple who is still together and so just beautifully in love and this is certainly the first time as a viewer i felt like okay like this couple is really like like this is the real deal like i see like it's not messy like it just seems yeah like really (sighs) okay again i was talking to a friend about this and i feel like you never know when you're gonna meet your soulmate potential partner potential life partner whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and so i feel like there's a chance you might meet them at a bar at church and there's a small chance you might meet them in a love is blind pod <laughs> or a married at first sight or whatever so you know i feel like it's rare but on occasions it it does happen and i feel mm-hmm. like Brett tiffany is one of those couples oh yeah like they were so like sincere from the beginning they clicked now i I was real nervous the the sleeping incident i thought (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah i thought we were headed for trouble yeah but then i forgot these people are in their late 30s these are grown-ass people (laughs) who you know i think they can get over this one little incident and they did I was like, because at first, like with Brett, after that happened, went back to the pods. He was like, "Man, I just don't know." And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like, dang, she, you got like, her drunk. <laughs> oh, was well, she? I didn't remember she was drinking. Yeah, she had like, yeah, alcohol. Speaking uh, okay. of, what is with this show and those gold cups? <laughs> Why, <laughs> no matter where they are, they have those gold cups with alcohol? Is this <laughs> like, what is this? Is this? I've never seen that on a show where they have like a specific two glasses that they only use. <laughs> um, they also speaking of someone drinking and falling asleep. So Tiffany's like <laughs> your like kindred spirit. <laughs> that's, that's you all day. Hey, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I know how it is, girl. <laughs> But yeah, so what I've read before is that like people think maybe they do that to help with like continuity. So like you can't see how much the person's drank. Oh. 
um but that's true like they don't they don't do that on other shows and i have noticed on other shows that like sometimes it'll be like they sit down at a restaurant and they're talking and then their food comes and then the next scene they don't have any food <laughs> like yeah. you know i guess that's kind of how they try to like combat that hmm interesting but yeah i thought i thought sleepgate was gonna <laughs> take them out but they they survived and they they were thriving that scene where she was overwhelmed by like all the mm-hmm. wedding planning mm-hmm. and was crying and the way he just comforted her and talked to her I was like this, this is exactly what you want in a partner this is what like a, being a man looks mm-hmm. like like it was just so sweet and tender and just oh my heart melted for both of them yeah now I will say there were a couple times in this show where I wanted people like you can feel whatever you feel but reassure your partner and mm-hmm. this is one of them what was the other time the other time was when Paul like after Paul told Micah no at the altar and then he chased her and he was like I love you but whatever and I was like well say like you know I, I just don't feel like we're ready to get married but I still want to date you or you know like yeah. whatever and so in the scene with Tiffany and Brett, I wanted Tiffany to be like, you know, I'm a little nervous about this wedding or, you know, this experience is overwhelming, but I'm not unsure about you. And I kept <laughs> was just like, why is nobody like doing this? And I'm glad, like you said, Brett was like fantastic in the moment, but I just kind of wish she would have like given him and it could have also been edited out. Maybe mm-hmm. she did. But um, yeah, oh my God, just oh, adore him. Yeah, he's very handsome. Mm-hmm. Like this whole show, I was like, where did they find all of these Black people in Seattle? In Seattle. Come, but come to find out half of them are from Portland. Like, why didn't they tell us that Brett didn't live in Seattle and that he lived in Portland? Yeah, I was, and you know what's crazy? I was wondering that because I'm a huge Nike and Jordan fan. So I knew Nike was headquartered in Portland. So I was like, oh, like, I wonder if he works remotely in Seattle because they Mm. mentioned Kwame and his issue with not wanting to leave Portland. So I'm like, why would you not mention Brett lives there too? That's what I'm saying. This like incomplete storytelling (laughs) that Mm -hmm. they do on this show. Like, that's weird that y'all didn't mention that. And yeah, it actually, because that scene where she was saying she felt overwhelmed and I was like girl like isn't this wedding planned for you and like you don't have to pay for it like what are you what are you stressed out about (laughs) (laughs) you're like I'll show you some stress (laughs) right I wish (laughs) (laughs) but it makes more sense if you have to deal with like traveling to see your partner or moving away from your friends and family like I just don't understand why they didn't talk about that or show them having struggles like any normal couple yeah I don't know I almost feel like because like Tiffany and Brett were so just simpatico like maybe they didn't want to show like they wanted to have the drama so I wonder if maybe that's why we got less because I feel like we saw so much Kwame and Chelsea yes. and I'm like you could cut this down by about 15 20 percent Fifty percent. These rehearsed <laughs> scenes, right, right, one hundred percent. But I love too that, like after that moment where Tiffany was like she felt overwhelmed, 
he surprised her with like those pictures mm-hmm. of her like showing her ring and like these like really pretty black and white photos and I don't think maybe he said on the show but I didn't realize until the reunion that he was the one who had taken those pictures which I was like even cooler oh yeah he did say when he gifted it to her these were the photos I took of you I but... to- totally missed it but yeah that it was just so sweet they were they were I wish we had seen more of their love story because yeah yeah, it was sweet and it's like this is what the show is about not all this other like drama (laughs) like show us the successful couples right this is you have love in the title (laughs) show us this give us some kind of hope (laughs) (laughs) right and also, shout out to Marshall, because as they said on the show, Marshall, you know, had had a date or two of Tiffany, and he went back oh. into the pods and was like, this is, or to the men's dorm or whatever, and told Brett, this woman is wonderful, you know, she's not my person, but I think you really need to pay attention to her. And that, like, put the bug in Brett's ear. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. Matchmaking. right (laughs) are you tuning in for the next season oh of course (laughs) what else am i gonna do (laughs) obviously and i'm excited for like after the altar too because that'll be the next thing that we get oh i forgot (laughs) there's a universe now well it's not really a universe have you watched after the altar before i think so because that's where they showed um the last season like black couple who like broke up and then got back together oh yeah raven and sk yeah fuck sk but yeah so i'm excited for that i did see that apparently there were two asian women wendy and ava who got engaged but for whatever reason were cut from like the couples that they followed oh wait so there are more people that make it and they just they don't go on the mexico yeah so people are saying there were couples who they didn't show um who like got proposed to or proposed or whatever from season one and season two Hmm. i think season three they showed all the couples but one two and four there were couples that we didn't see hmm that sucks to be the couple that you don't like they go through the whole process like get married and everything well so i'm not sure because that's what people are like well wait do they get to go to mexico like do they get this wedding so i don't know if they get any of the perks i'm I'm not sure i like just saw this like earlier today hmm i don't like it i feel like they're you know this could have been like one season that they taped four years ago and they've flipped it into four seasons you know like (laughs) we don't even know (laughs) right because they don't be showing everybody right 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 well i guess we do well they do do different cities though yeah and speaking of uh apparently for the dc season they can't get enough people to participate (laughs) They better branch out to uh, Baltimore, <laughs> Richmond, Charlottesville, West Hagerstown, <laughs> Harpers Ferry. Ain't nobody Harpers Ferry but John Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but uh, I'm just saying the Seattle Seattle went to Portland, so that's true. <laughs> Maybe they yeah. need to branch out, <laughs> right? Raleigh, Durham, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's only an extra hour than it was Seattle to Portland. But yeah, I like. I had, a, I, had a, I had a brief thought because when they first started casting, I was in a relationship. I no longer am. And so I was like, oh, well, we still need people. You should. You should. No. no. I, it would be, no. I, it would be too much pressure. They, yeah, no. We, we just like sit, spent like an hour like talking about how terrible this experience is. And you're like, you should do it. <laughs> I just want one of my friends to be a Kwame <laughs> on all the shows till you get chose. Kwame, why would you want them to be a Brett or Tiffany? <laughs> hey, Kwame still found love, right? Oh my God, I'm not doing a Calvin Klein photo shoot <laughs> that much. <laughs> but I did have a quick little game that oh. I wanted to play with you. Okay. So it's a little like, would you rather like reality TV show edition? Okay. Okay. So first, people. I mean, no, it's the show. Sorry. So it's like, would you rather be on which show? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So first, Love Is Blind versus Married at First Sight. They're basically the same. Now I heard Married at First Sight, you get a house. So. You get a house? Yeah, that's why some people like will try and stay together because I think part of the package is they will like give you money for a house. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I thought we talked about this. Someone said that during the season that they were in DC. Like that was oh. why they like agreed to like stay together and then broke up later because they like give you money for a house. Yeah. Um, so probably married at first sight because you get a house. See, I would say love is blind because I like the idea of like you get to like talk to someone for hours and hours and hours and then you get to like live with them for a few weeks before you get married. The idea of just like seeing someone for the first time at the altar, like I have so much anxiety. Yeah, I want the house. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen these real estate prices? I want so you don't care about the the love or the marriage you're just like i want the house i'm saying like it's basically a blind you know social experiment sort of deal at yeah. least i feel like well i was gonna say love um married at first sight the experts but we know them experts ain't expert them experts they did that since <laughs> like season six they have checked all the way out oh uh, but yeah i think i would still do married at first sight okay Real Housewives of Atlanta versus Real Housewives of Potomac. The Atlanta girls have more fun. Mm. I would pick Potomac because I feel like the Atlanta girls, they'll read you for filth. And I don't know if I could keep up. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I could keep up with the Potomac girls. They do it too much that, that I can't handle. <laughs> that's, that's true. Like I'm not sure. Toe to toe like Marlo and Kenya. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that's fair but they have more fun they do I, I love Atlanta Real Housewives of Beverly Hills versus Real Housewives of New Jersey I haven't watched New Jersey in a very long time but if I'm Beverly Hills that means I have money so Beverly yeah. Hills <laughs> <laughs> I I New Jersey's one of my favorites 
but I would pick Beverly Hills because similar to Atlanta, I don't think I can handle the New Jersey girls. But more than mouth, I feel like them girls got hands and I <laughs> cannot fight. <laughs> I don't want Dolores Catania mad at me. Like I'll I'll deal with Erica Jane all day though. <laughs> Dang. Basketball wives versus love and hip hop. And if you pick love and hip hop, which city would you pick? You can pick any city you want to. Oh, Jesus. Basketball wives. Oh, probably love and hip hop because at least at the end of the day, maybe I have a hip hop career. Of <laughs> <laughs> all of this. <laughs> probably love and hip hop. And uh, where would I be? Oh, God. I was going to say Atlanta was so ratchet. So messy. I'd probably want to be with New York because they at least had bigger stars, you know, like yeah, probably New York. Well, they had um, well, Remy. I was going to say Remy Ma. Oh, they did have Remy Ma. You're right. Jim Jones. Jim Jones, Styles P and his wife were on there at one point. Oh, I must have stopped watching. I had no idea Styles P Wait, are you sure? Maybe I'm mixing up reality shows. But at one point, the New York cast got a little more, you know, like the D-list versus like the (laughs) Z-list. It did have Cardi before she blew up, too. Before she blew up, yeah. Yeah. God, I don't know what I would pick on that one. Like, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, I haven't watched in a while, but I loved it once upon a time. (laughs) I don't know if I would want to be on it. Um... I don't know. I might pick Basketball Wives. I don't know. Next one. America's Next Top Model or Project Runway? Oh, Project Runway. Yeah, same. (laughs) I'm not photogenic. (laughs) I think that's true, Cam. I think you are. Well, that's nice of you. I don't know what to do in a photo. It's your best photo from the week. (laughs) Survivor versus Naked and Afraid. Survivor. I need clothes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going through all this bullshit naked. <laughs> the circle versus Big Brother. So I never saw... wait, the circle is is that where you pretend to be you catfishing people? Or you could catfish people? You can't. So you could go in as yourself or you could go in as your fiance or you go into some random person. You can do whoever you you can be whoever you want to be. I'd probably do Big Brother just because I've actually seen that show. I know what it's about. I'm not into social media like that. So I feel like Big Brother. I I think the circle would be like the number one reality show I would want to go on because I think I would do decently on it because hmm. people seem to do well on that show when they like try to like be fair to people and not screw people over but you know since you can't talk to it or you can't see anyone and you don't know what their motives are like there's always a chance someone could be screwing you over but hmm. uh, I. I, I would I think I would actually really like to go on the circle. Hmm. America's Got Talent or RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh gosh. I mean, if I were talented enough to be on RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> I would I've, definitely <laughs> be on that. Okay. I figured. I figured. <laughs> Sign me up. I figured that was gonna be no contest and same. <laughs> 
Um, I can think of like another one for this. So married at first sight again or 90 day fiance. <laughs> <laughs> um well 90 day fiance because I actually know you. <laughs> You're not like a yeah. stranger. And hopefully it's really love that happens <laughs> sometimes on there. Yeah. I same. And what I like about 90 day fiance too, I guess they have married at first sight spinoffs, but you know, Nine Day Fiance, they have really popular spinoffs like Happily oh, Ever After. You want to be would, in the universe. Oh my God. Babes, if I could be on Pillow Talk, please <laughs> sign me up right now. Uh, you want to be Big Ed and Angela <laughs> on every no. spinoffs. Why were those your goat? No, I want to be like Lauren and Alexi, <laughs> Big Ed and Angela. <laughs> Even like David and Annie. Um, <laughs> And then last one, Love After Lockup oh. or The Bachelor. The Bachelor. <laughs> the Bachelor. Oh. <laughs> I do not need <laughs> no project. Okay, I am not Marshall. <laughs> Give oh, me man. a millionaire, please. <laughs> I'm not like into the Bachelor universe at all, but I think I would have to pick that too. <laughs> Hi, can I steal him for a minute? Thanks. <laughs> well, yeah, that that is it. Uh, <laughs> what do you have your eyes on, Cam? Um, I feel like I've been watching a bunch of older things, like getting caught up on stuff I've been meaning to see. So. The Mandalorian. I finally started that. <laughs> finally. Oh my God. Oh, uh, yep. Finally. I'm on the <laughs> second season now, like first okay. episode, second season. Yeah. I'm really only watching it for Baby Yoda. He's just Here. the cutest thing ever. Um, I love when he puts his little hand up and does his little thing. <laughs> wait do that do that again (laughs) and then like falls asleep immediately after (laughs) it's so cute (laughs) i also didn't realize your boy from the last of us uh pedro pascal was the mandalorian (laughs) i told you that when we talked about the last of us (laughs) it shocked me when i a voice you're just like immediately like, well, I haven't watched The Mandalorian. So I <laughs> well, guess maybe that's like, why I've been erased it. it from your memory. You planted the seed. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been watching that. I randomly came across The Real Housewives of Durban. <laughs> I saw that on um, Peacock and it was like Durban and then there was like I think something like Australia or something. And I was like, what are these? Oh, there's quite, there's a bunch in other countries that I didn't know about. Right. Why are these not advertised? Because I think they're mainly for the other countries. (laughs) (laughs) They got them on Peacock. Like, I don't know. Well, how is it good? Um, it's different. It's different. I guess this one it had to have been it was filmed during the pandemic because people are still like wearing masks and like kind of elbow mm. high-fiving people mm-hmm. um it's different like the there hasn't really been drama so far 
Um, and the one instance where you thought there was going to be drama, they actually handled it pretty maturely. There's this one woman. Oh God, I'm not. I'm not saying any of their names because I'm sure I will butcher them, and I also <laughs> just don't know them. There's one. She's like a music executive, and her husband was like, I guess, a famous South African gospel singer who passed away. And she goes to this party and there's another woman there. And this woman happens to be that man who passed away, his like first wife. Oh. And they have a child together. And she was like, oh, you don't know me. You don't know who I am. And she was like, I'm so-and-so. Like, your husband was my daughter's father. And everybody's like, (gasps) (laughs) 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 But yeah, they... They ended up actually having like a really lovely moment and like kind of both mourning and passing and saying like our children should know each other type deal. So it actually ended up being not at all what I would have expected from a Housewives franchise show. I'm shocked. I definitely thought this was going to go like the like, well, I'm also dating Roger Bob kind of like. (laughs) That's very unexpected. <laughs> what what a ridiculous name, Roger, Roger Bob. Bob. Like, get out of here! <laughs> oh, oh man, what a time. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was much. It's just it's much milder. So far, there hasn't really been drama, and the drama <laughs> that there has been is just like, oh, okay, this is like baby housewives. Oh, yeah, it sounds very <laughs> wholesome. <laughs> So yeah, I've been watching that, and then I've been trying to get caught up on uh, you. <laughs> You're so behind. Okay. <laughs> I'm only on the second season. Bye. <laughs> oh, gosh. I keep falling asleep on, like, the same episodes, so it's oh, it's been a long time coming, but that is what I have been watching. What have you got your eyes on? <laughs> so, uh, speaking of love reality shows i finally started married at sight nat <laughs> what <laughs> married at sight i finally started married at first sight nashville the current season that's on okay i think i'm super late like i think they're on like episode 15 it's probably like about to be over um if it's not already but i'm like one and a half episodes in so i don't know like it's interesting so far um we've only yeah we've only seen one couple get married um like when the actually like a black couple and the lady does not seem super excited about her husband so we'll see how that goes have you watched it yet no okay in that same vein um i also was behind on 90 Day Fiance the other way. So I like binged that. And now I think I'm only like one episode behind. And these couples are interesting. Are you watching it? No, I I have recorded the season, but I haven't watched a single episode. Damn, failing me. Is it um, good? I don't know. I've kind of, I'm getting a little um, exhausted of the 90 Day Universe. So I think that's kind of how I felt like married at first sight because I feel like with maths, like 
you get like a week off, maybe two, and then they got the next season already. <laughs> Whereas with like 90 Day Fiance, at least like, even though they jump right into it, it's like the other way, happily ever after, 90 Day the original. You know, like there's like some variety and sometimes it's like people you know coming back. So it's not like I have to learn new people like all over, like... So I don't know. I feel like I have more tolerance for it than maths. Hmm. Okay. But I'll say my favorite couple on the show is uh, Gabrielle and Isabel. So Gabrielle is from Florida and he moved to Isabel to be with Columbia. And like he's a trans man. So he was very nervous about telling her family because he had had like other girlfriends where like the family's kind of like just kind of similar to Zach in a way like where they you know just judge him based on that and whatever um so I think they're pretty cute and they both seem like really like supportive of each other and all that kind of stuff now everybody else kind of a mess (laughs) like um there's this man named Rishi in India and he's dating a woman named Jen from Oklahoma he is probably one of the most beautiful people who's ever been on the show. <laughs> He's very handsome. Oh. Um, but her friend like catfished him to see if he was like, you know, doing anything he shouldn't be. And he sent her like a shirtless picture. So and then, and then there's Nicole uh, from California and she's married to a man named Mahmoud in Egypt. So she was already like, I'm dreading moving to Egypt because he wants me to cover up head to toe and blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, why are you going? Like, it's like <laughs> right. you Bye. hate it there. Like, what drives me crazy is like, it's pretty much the same argument every time. It's like, he's like, she sh- when she flew to Egypt, she had on like this like pantsuit basically, but she didn't have it buttoned. And so when he came to meet her, you know, he kissed her, greeted her. And then he was like, oh, like, honey, can you button your, like, blazer? Basically, like, (laughs) and so, like, it's the same argument every fucking episode about, like, what she, what he is okay for wearing, what she doesn't want to wear. She feels uncomfortable. And so um, I think, like, the next last episode, um she finally she goes to some like all women's like meditation meeting and the woman who's leading it um is basically telling her like oh the area you live in is like one of the more conservative areas but in like new cairo like you don't have to cover up like me and my friends go to bars like we you know like it's you can have the same life you had in america so i i think what's probably gonna happen because right now they're living like with his mom mm-hmm. and so I think she's probably gonna be like we need to move into new Cairo so but if you if you see any pictures of like the season they're using them as like the main couple in their like advertisements and she has this like very like blunt blonde bob and every time I see her I just hear like Nicki Minaj like I'm known for the bob and, and it's just like it's such a statement hair haircut like I can never pull it off because I just don't have I'm I'm not like dramatic enough or whatever, but like it's I respect her for like her choice. Time to look for photos. Yes, please yes, please look and let me know when you find her. This one. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like a little 
kind of like Zach. Like she's like a, she's like a little like eccentric. I also started Beef on Netflix with Ali Wong and oh, Steve was it good? Yeah, so I'm like I'm only like three episodes in, but it's like it's it's kind of weird, but like I'm really intrigued about like because I think they're gonna like eventually like come together because it seems like both characters kind of want more out of life. But I'm just like waiting to see how that happens. But uh, yeah, it's really it's really cool so far. Kind of starts from like a road rage incident and goes from there so yeah it's 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 good i've been meaning to give it a watch yeah and last week you know i don't go to the movies that often but i was home and i went with a friend to see the super mario brothers movie Mm -hmm. and it was in 4d which i've never done that were like they'll splash water on you uh yeah (laughs) But it's because at first I had the water turn. You can turn it off. Uh-oh. But then I was like, oh, I kind of like, I want to see what it feels like. It was it was like barely anything. <laughs> but yeah, like the seats move and it's so fucking cool. Like granted, like, okay, we were like a little intoxicated. So I think it made it like even better. But I was just like, why am I like not seeing all of my movies this way? Like I loved it. And I thought I was going to be annoyed because, you know, Chris Pratt, like it's it, it we all expect the it's a me a mario and you know <laughs> it, that's not his voice at all but yeah like it i, I really really had a good time so mm. i highly recommend that movie would you have loved it as much if it wasn't in 4d yeah i think i still would have liked it because i i grew up like playing super nintendo with all these characters and i really like jack black a lot he was um bowser hmm. So yeah, I think I think I still would have liked it. Okay. And the last thing I was gonna mention is that there's gonna be a new Bravo show. Um, so I don't really watch Summer House because I don't really understand the oh, point yeah. of it. <laughs> but yeah. they're doing a Martha's Vineyard Summer House with an all black cast. Mm-hmm. So I think I will be tuning in for that. I'm wondering if it's gonna be like in the Inkwell, like in that movie with Lorenz Tate. So yeah. Yeah, I saw that too, and I I figured I'd give it at least an episode to see what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Support the blacks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is all for me. All right. Well, thank you for making it to the end of what is no doubt a long episode. You can follow us on all of our social media platforms, all of the podcasts, guys and gals, we are on them. Um, Yeah, till next time. Bye. Goodbye.